Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The information depicted in this podcast is purely for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional before making any changes to your lifestyle or routine. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Boost Your Biology podcast. My name is Lucas, and I'm the founder of Ergogenic Health. Together in this podcast series, we will go underground to explore cutting-edge health and human performance insights that you simply cannot search on Google to help you upgrade your existence. So without any further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone and welcome to episode number three of the Boost Your Biology podcast. I'm your host, Lucas, and today we are going to be looking at some fundamental biohacks that you guys can pretty much implement into your lifestyle to essentially upgrade your sleep. So when I say upgrade your sleep, I don't just mean to you know sleep longer. I really mean to basically enhance both REM and deep sleep. So they're the two aspects of sleep that we should all be striving to improve or to extend. You know, there's there's different aspects of our sleep. So obviously, if we're spending a lot of time in light sleep, this is not so conducive to... Um, feeling refreshed and feeling energized. So in today's podcast, we'll be delving into some of the the best sleep hacks that you guys can pretty much apply straight away to your lifestyle. So I want to break it down, first of all, you know, looking at the key consequences of poor sleep. So I'm sure a lot of you have, you know, if you've experienced, you know, a bad night's sleep and woken up feeling, you know, irritable, grumpy, you know, less energy, fatigued. Um, And then it's a, it's a perpetual cycle because then, you know, you're then reaching for 
caffeine to keep you awake and alert. And then, you know, by the end of the day, you're actually even more fatigued because you've just borrowed from the next day with caffeine. So ideally, most adults really should be aiming for, you know, between seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep every night. And that is the ideal range for adults, you know, trying to avoid, you know, metabolic dysfunction and a myriad of, of um, other diseases. So again, this is something that I think can apply to pretty much everyone in today's day and age. I mean, optimizing sleep is always the, the first part of um, any sort of wellness program that I'm designing for someone. Um, and that is because it just has such far reaching effects for ultimate well-being and also obviously preventing um, disease as well. So I guess we can sort of break it down and look at the, the hallmark consequence of poor sleep. And that really is a lack of progression in life because ultimately, you know, poor sleep is going to be setting you back emotionally you know you're not not able to handle your emotions better your awareness drops off your physical energy declines and that will ultimately lead to one thing at the end of the day and that is a lack of progression in life i mean that's how that's how i view it i'm not sure if you guys sort of feel the same way um but that's what i've come to realize over the years of my own journey uh optimizing both my physical and mental health so if we have a look at some of the key ways, you know, amazing sleep can sort of change your life. We know that good sleep increases our energy levels. It makes us feel, well, it makes us perform better at work because we're more focused. It actually enhances verbal fluency and that's linked to changes in, you know, dopamine receptor density and acetylcholine production, which I'll delve into later. Um, Good sleep can obviously give you a sharper mind. You know, you have less sick days at work. There's some interesting studies around that. Um, Good sleep can optimize libido for both males and females. Um, And the other interesting aspect to it is you can actually have a, you know, you can have a cheat meal without feeling guilty. I mean, I'll be touching on that a little bit later in this, in this episode. Um, but just to sum it up real quick, if you have a late night, you are more likely to be glucose intolerant the next day, which means that your ability to regulate that blood, you know, regulate your own blood sugar following a cheat meal is actually compromised. Um, so that's one aspect. Another one is obviously that good sleep enhances motivation and drive. And it also enhances our workout performance. That's probably the one thing that I've noticed the most myself is, um, yeah, better endurance, better strength, better pumps in the gym, things like that. So I guess it's important for us to analyze some of the key consequences of poor sleep. And as I mentioned before, you know, we've got, there are hormonal changes that occur when we have disrupted sleep or poor quality sleep. The first one that you know you guys really need to understand is that 
you know, poor sleep's going to increase the body's master stress hormone, which is um, cortisol. So poor night's sleep is automatically going to raise your baseline cortisol levels. And we know that cortisol has a, you know, it sort of competes with the sex hormones because if you think about it, you know, if you're running away from a bear or like from a survival perspective, if your cortisol is pumped through the roof, then your body's not thinking about reproducing. It's not going to shift its resources towards you know, reprodu- repro- reproduction. So um, that's one key consequence, you know, poor sleep. Um, another one is obviously, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, is that we, you know, we're going to get changes in our ability to handle sugary foods or like, you know, cheat meals. So like, you know, let's say you've had a late night, um, and you know, you, the following day, there's actual, there's actually changes that occur, hormonal changes. So like decrease in leptin and increase in ghrelin, which are two uh, hormones that regulate appetite. These basically will be dysfunctional and will lead to an increase in caloric intake the following day. So again, not something that you really want to be you know, facing every single day. Um, and again, when we sort of look at the, the, the grander picture, it comes down to, um, you know, for constantly sleep deprived, then over time, um, this can lead to cardiovascular disease, type two diabetes, you know, um, even cancer as well. So, um, definitely something that I think, you know, I want all of you guys, everyone listening in to really pay attention to optimizing sleep. So I want to sort of delve into four key elements that make up optimal sleep. So I've broken it down nice and easy for you guys to remember. So we've got sleep latency, sleep duration, sleep quality, and sleep consistency. So these are the four key areas that you guys should try and master because um, you know, it will facilitate good quality sleep. So if we were to sort of break down, you know, what is sleep latency? So sleep latency is basically the amount of time um, it takes for you to actually transition from a wakefulness, like a wakeful state to sleep. So, you know, it's that time when you actually go to bed and then the time it takes for you to actually fall asleep when you first lie down. So this is one area that, you know, this is just one aspect of optimizing sleep that, you know, we, we can, we're going to be discussing today. And, you know, if we look at some of the, the key sleep latency solutions, we've got the first thing that we should be really striving to do is to lower that stress hormone cortisol. So, you know, lowering cortisol will have an influence on our body's melatonin levels. So an easy way to think of this is if cortisol is high, melatonin is low. And the contrary is also true. So if melatonin is also high, then cortisol is low. So Essentially, well, if you look at the the body's you know um, hormonal circadian rhythm, 
cortisol is supposed to, well, it's in healthy individuals, it's supposed to really peak at around, you know, um, 6, 7 a.m. Um, in the morning and then it should plateau or like drop off towards the end of the day. And as we see that drop off, there should be a steady incline in melatonin. So that's obviously like, that's one thing that we really should be striving for is to really, you know, we want to drop our cortisol in the evenings. It's not something we want to have elevated. Um, so there's a, there's a, a few ways which we can do that. And also we can also, we can raise a neurotransmitter uh, called GABA. Now GABA is an easy way to remember it is that GABA is our primary anxiety reducing neurotransmitter. So you can link GABA to alcohol. Um, so alcohol strongly activates these GABA receptors in the brain. Although obviously in long-term use, this leads to actually a down regulation of these receptors. Um, and so obviously it's not a sustainable solution. And obviously well, alcohol itself does not improve sleep. Um, it may help you fall asleep, but it doesn't actually improve the quality of your sleep. Um, and the next thing that we want to really strive to achieve is to increase adenosine. So we've got the trio. So we want to drop cortisol, we want to increase GABA, and we want to increase adenosine. Adenosine, you guys can link this to caffeine. So caffeine blocks these receptors and that's how it provides that wakefulness, that alertness. On the contrary, in the evenings, we really want to increase adenosine because adenosine is going to help signal um, the body to fall asleep and actually builds what's known as sleep pressure. So it actually builds up that, that tiredness, fatigue feeling in the brain. Um, so some ways to decrease cortisol. So when we look at cortisol, there are many strategies, you know, herbs, we've got lifestyle strategies, you know, to do this. And the first one that I want to bring to your attention is earthing. So, and this is earthing slash grounding, you know, there's, these are basically, it's a free lifestyle hack, you know, that you guys can, you know, take advantage of straight away. All you have to do is, you know, make contact with the earth, you know, touch, get your feet to make contact with grass, dirt, sand, anything that mother nature has already provided for us. Um, there's some interesting studies around how that can directly help to regulate our cortisol response. Um, and I mean, alternatively, you can also you know, you can, you can use a, an earthing mat. I mean, I, I actually have one underneath my feet as I speak right now. It basically plugs into the power adapter and it's, it basically mimics the effects of earthing because it's, um, you know, connected to the power socket, which then has a circuit that runs outside the house. And I've actually got a earthing mat, that exact product, which you guys can check out on my website, um, there's a particular product that I've listed there, which I'll be linking in the show notes as well for you guys to check out. If you can't happen to, or you, you know, you're, you want to be earthed or earthing during the day, then, you know, that's a benefit. But I always recommend mother nature first, you know, as a naturopath, you know, we, 
we want to support, you know, getting as close to nature as possible. So the two other things that you guys can time and implement is to take your magnesium in the evening because that helps to lower cortisol. And then also if you use curcumin, um, curcumin has been shown to low, uh, actually increase adenosine, which is can help build up that sleep pressure and make you feel tired. And then it also works on serotonin um, and you know help sleep through that way as well. So we've just spoken about um, cortisol. Next, we want to look at GABA. So um, there's three key, uh, you know, supplements that I tend to lean towards to increase GABA. The first one is L-theanine, which is a constituent found in green tea that actually mimics the effects of meditation in that it basically increases alpha waves in the brain. Um, so it gives you that cool, calm and collected sort of feeling. And then we have vitamin B6. Now vitamin B6 in the form of P5P at a very low dose can, you know, between 10 to 15 milligrams can actually help to facilitate um, serotonin production because it acts as a cofactor to convert our tryptophan into serotonin. And the next one is Eclonia Cava. So Eclonia Cava is possibly one of my favorite seaweeds. It's had over $30 million of research put into it. And this works very similar to theanine in that it actually increases alpha waves. It it basically acts as a GABA, positive allosteric modulator of GABA A receptors. So that's a bit of a tongue twister. But basically what that means is that it helps the receptor, basically opens up the receptor so that it can increase the the ability for your endogenous GABA to bind to it. So it's like it's opening up, um, it's like changing the mold of a receptor so that it's easier for substances to bind to it. So that's a really novel mechanism um, and one that I really, really uh, really like. So another one to increase adenosine is to, you know, we, I just spoke about adenosine, you know, that's that chemical that builds up and makes us feel f- fatigued and tired. You really want to avoid napping, you know, within four hours of your desired bedtime because napping is going to basically decrease adenosine and we want to increase adenosine. Um, so avoid napping. Exercise in the morning has been shown to increase adenosine towards the end of the day. That's another, you know, lifestyle hack that you guys can implement. And then caffeine withdrawal. So if you know that you crash from caffeine at say, you know, like four, let's say you have it at 9am and you know that you crash at around three, well, maybe you want to shift your caffeine, you know, towards the middle part of the day so that you know that when it crashes, you'll be fatigued. Um, it's again, I'm not a huge advocate, advocate of caffeine. Um, cause I feel like I lose track of my baseline super quickly and I feel like it depletes, you know, it's pretty taxing on the adrenal glands. And, and again, I have other options for boosting energy instead of using caffeine. So we've just spoken about sleep latency. Let's look at sleep duration. So what we want to do, so sleep duration basically just means how long we sleep for. So the length of time 
it takes, you know, how long somebody actually spends asleep, um, to put very simply. Um, so what do we want to do to optimize our sleep duration? I think for a lot of people, the first thing that, you know, a lot of people face issues with is instable blood sugar levels. Um, so, you know, having, you know, going through a, a period of hypoglycemia, which is low blood sugar, is going to basically lead to an increase in cortisol and adrenaline. So low blood sugar basically stimulates the body's stress hormones. So, you know, we really want to make sure that our blood sugar is stable throughout the night. And I'll get into some cool hacks that you guys can, you know, implement for that specifically. Another thing is that I really want to make sure that you guys are sleeping in complete darkness because the body, you know, light is profoundly important for physiological functions and, you know, sleeping in complete darkness will help the body signal to produce more melatonin. Um, and another thing is to wear blue blockers. I mean, I wear my blue blockers literally three hours before bed pretty much every night. And I'll be linking those blue blockers in the show notes, which the ones that I wear. Um, but they, they are a game changer really for me. Like wearing blue blockers really does help to make me drowsy. You know, like two to three hours after putting them on, I am super sleepy and I'm ready to go to bed. Um, so it's a very useful, you know, drug-free intervention to biohack your sleep. So as I mentioned before with stabilizing blood sugar levels, one way to do this is to avoid having high GI meals just before bed. So what that means is avoid having fast acting carbohydrates immediately before bed, because what you're going to be doing is spiking your blood sugars, you know, in the first four hours of the night, and then it's going to drop off at around 12 AM or 1 AM. Um, and that's going to spike that cortisol and adrenaline. So another way to offset that is to actually use blood sugar stabilizing herbs in the evening. So like bitter melon, um, cinnamon, you know, or like, and obviously there's the anti-diabetic drug metformin, which obviously I'm not endorsing, but um, I do believe that it has some therapeutic potential. Um, obviously in type 2 diabetics, it's the number one um, drug used for that. Um, and also, you know, vitamin B1, there's a range of cool, you know, hacks that you guys can, I'm going to be doing an entire uh, webinar series eventually on, you know, hacking insulin resistance, because I've put together so many cool strategies that, you know, are hardly spoken about. And I'm just super pumped to be sharing that with you guys. So when we look at uh, sleep quality, so this is probably the, the hallmark for today's podcast. So looking at sleep quality, it's basically defined as one's satisfaction of the sleep experience, integrating aspects of sleep initiation, sleep maintenance, sleep quality, and refreshment upon awakening. So there are, you know, there's many ways that we can improve sleep quality. And I want to sort of break down you know, the top, the top, the top nine uh, ways that we can do this. So starting from the top, you know, we have, we want to increase melatonin. So 
we've just spoken about that, you know, wear blue blockers, sleep in complete darkness, lower cortisol. We want to also slightly elevate serotonin in the evening. And we can do that through curcumin. We can do that through that vitamin B6 um, and magnesium. We also really want to lower histamine. So histamine is often considered just the the chemical that's released in the body that influences, you know, allergies, hay fever, things like that. But really histamine is actually one of the strongest uh, wakefulness promoting neurotransmitters and actually is very stimulating. And in fact, the, you know, one of the most abused smart drugs is modafinil and modafinil works through increasing histamine. That's how it keeps people awake, you know, um, through, histamine, but then orexin and dopamine, a few other things. And we want to also decrease dopamine in the, ev- in the evenings. You know, we don't want to have super high dopamine at the end of the day because dopamine can then get shunted and converted down towards norepinephrine and then subsequently adrenaline as well. So next up we have, we want to increase oxytocin. So oxytocin, you know, I'll be doing an entire podcast looking at oxytocin. Um, so just to put it very simply, oxytocin is the bonding hormone, the, the hormone that's released when you hug someone you love, when you kiss someone you love after orgasm for both genders, it increases sexual arousal. So it plays a critical role in, you know, the human experience. Um, and so, you know, oxytocin can facilitate sleep through a wide variety of mechanisms. I won't go into too much detail, but you know, Increasing oxytocin in, in the evening is actually quite beneficial for improving sleep quality. Um, and then we have decreased glutamate. So I've, I think I've barely spoken about glutamate, but I think for a lot of people, they need to understand that glutamate is the body's... Think of glutamate as the opposite to GABA. And GABA is our inhibitory neurotransmitter. Glutamate is our excitatory neurotransmitter. Um, and so a lot of people actually have excess glutamate and that can be from a wide variety of things. So that's obviously something that we want to decrease in the evenings. And like I said before, you know, we've got magnesium that can do that. We've got vitamin B6 that can help with that. Eclonia carva, which I mentioned, L-theanine also works through that, um, you know, lowering glutamate. Um, and so I would say that they are, you know, the key aspects of optimizing sleep quality. Um, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see you guys experiment with some of these practices and sort of seeing um, how it impacts your sleep scores. If you have an aura ring, you can, um, you can track your sleep scores um, through that device. So um, one final thing I want to look at is, what is, you know, let's have a look at the very first thing you should be doing, you know, when you wake up in the morning. So, you know, you wake up, the very first thing you should really focus on doing is getting bright light exposure to your face or to just even to your body or the skin, but most importantly to your face and to your, you know, around your eyes because that's going to improve your sleep that night. So that's because basically vitamin D, you know, well, there are photoreceptors in the eyes that can signal to a part of the brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which 
uh, essentially regulates when we fall asleep or like it regulates many other functions, but it does that. So really we want to make sure that as soon as we wake up, try and get very bright light exposure. Um, so ideally go outside and, you know, see the sun, get the sun on your face. Um, I even practice sun gazing, you know, sun gazing is a practice, you know, practice that, you know, it's, it's hardly, it's hardly been researched, but from my anecdotal, like anecdotal experience, my personal experience is that on the days that I sun gaze, I notice that my appetite is significantly decreased. And then also I feel way more energized and I feel like I sleep a lot better that night. So I probably have to dedicate a, an entire podcast to sleep gazing um, because, you know, uh, I think it deserves more attention. It deserves more research. I mean, I'm never going to find a double blind placebo controlled study on, um, you know, sun gazing. So that's pretty much it from today's episode. Um, these were just, you know, some short biohacks that you guys can sort of experiment with. Um, and you know, there are so many nuances when it comes to optimizing sleep. And so I hope that, you know, hopefully some of you that are already listening into this have, you know, looked into my sleep masterclass, which, um, you can find over at my website, ergogenichealth.com.au. But yeah, hopefully you got a chance to, you know, gain some, some benefits from today's episode and yeah, I look forward to uh, releasing the next few episodes in the future. So yeah, thank you for joining in and we will be in touch. Okay. Thanks. Thank you everyone for joining in to today's episode. For in-depth show notes and lessons learned, visit nofilter.media forward slash boost your biology. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.